0: Hello, and welcome to the Beyond Borders podcast, the podcast that explores topics related to international trade. This podcast is brought to you by Buckland. For over 70 years, Buckland has been working to help companies across the world experience global trade in a better way. As a customer-focused company, we provide you with a single source of unmatched customs brokerage, trade-managed solutions, freight forwarding, Trade technologies, and warehousing and distribution services. I'm your host, Jenny Kouse, Marketing Coordinator at Buckland, and today I am speaking with our guest, Sarah McMillan. Sarah is the Customs Professional Education Coordinator at Buckland and holds her Certified Customs Specialist designation in Canada. Sarah trains our new operations employees and ensures that our team has the most up to date information that they need to provide our customers with the best service. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Thank you for having me, Jenny. Today, Sarah and I will be discussing the Harmonized System, or as it's short-formed as HS, which are the common terms for the Harmonized Commodity Description and Coding System. This is an international standard maintained by the World Custom Organization, as the WCO, which classifies trade products for member countries. This identification system helps determine which tariffs are applicable to items and dictates the amount of duty paid. If you have any questions about this podcast or about the Harmonized system, I would encourage you to reach out to our customer service group at csagroupatbuckland.com. So Sarah, when
1: did the HS system come into effect? It came into effect in 1988. Um, It's maintained by the World Customs Organization. And it's overseen um, by a location in Brussels, Belgium, with over 200 member countries. Wow. I've seen the full catalog of HS codes, like this
0: piece that we're talking about. And it is enormous. Uh, it's, you know, got a vast array of items that are imported every day. So this is a really large amount of information. How is this broken down, kind of categorized, organized? How does that work?
1: Uh, VHS is organized by economic activity or component materials in a fairly logical manner. Um, it's divided into 21 sections which are then subdivided into 99 chapters and then subdivided again into over 5,000 headings and subheadings.
0: Great. It sounds like it's pretty uh, organized as much as it's large. It makes sense the way that they've got it separated. Is, so no matter where you go in the world, is the HS uh, the same for every country?
1: The first six digits are international. Oh, of those codes. Of the codes, yeah. And then from there, there's differences per country. Oh, okay. And so how are these HS codes used? used by a variety of different people, um, anyone from customs authorities to statistical agencies, other government regulation people. Um, They monitor them. They look at the control of the import and export of the commodities. And then individual companies use the HS codes to calculate uh, the total cost of the imports of their products and parts, and sometimes to help them identify selling and sourcing opportunities abroad.
0: Can you give me an example? I realize that this coding system is a very visual thing um, to look at, so it might be challenging uh, on the medium of a podcast, but if you could give us an idea so to help illustrate how they work through sure. explaining that
1: to us. Uh, so for a real-life example, how about we talk about some coffee? Uh, everybody loves coffee, so, you know. It, However, ironically, you and I don't, do we? <laughs> I don't think we do, though. Yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, Canadian HS codes have a structure of 10 digits. They're separated by periods. So an example for roasted certified organic coffee would be 0901.21.00.10. So the zero 09 is the chapter, um, which specifies that it is coffee, tea, mat, or spices. Uh, the heading, the zero 01, is coffee whether or not it's roasted or decaffeinated, whether it's coffee husks or skins, or coffee substitute that actually contains coffee within it. Uh, the subheading, which is the 21, is tells you that it's coffee that's been roasted but not decaffeinated. And then when we get to the 00, zero that's actually the country-specific section. which for us is has no distinction at this point okay and then we go on to our statistical numbers which is the 10 and that tells us that it's coffee that's been roasted not decaffeinated and it is certified organic
0: Wow, that's really interesting. I would have assumed that for something like coffee, it would just, you know, there would be one code for it. But it really shows the complexity of classifying these goods, um, that it gets very specific. And I mean, this is a great example. It's something that everybody can understand. Um, And it shows just how detailed that gets so that they can track all of this information.
1: It really does drill down on a lot of things, yes.
0: So when I've seen the print version of the um, HS around the office of that tariff, uh, It's I see that it's all divided into sections and you spoke about that earlier. Can you talk to me about what are some of the examples of how that is organized, like what those sections are?
1: Sure. So when we start at the beginning of the tariff, we have the least processed goods. And as we move through the sections, everything gets a little more processed. So in section one, we have live animals and their products and that covers chapters one through five. And then if we move forward a little bit into section four, this is where we find the prepared foods, beverages, spirits, vinegars, tobaccos, and any of their substitutes, which covers chapters 16 to 24. So it's taken those products from the live animals and made them into something. And then, as we move down to section nine, we have some Wood and Wood articles, which covers our chapters 44 to 46. And moving ahead again to chapter section sixteen, we have the machinery and mechanical appliances, which is for chapters eighty four and eighty five. So the interesting thing too is, as you know, and and we have the advantage that we're we have this
0: in front of us and we're looking at it. But for those who are listening, um, that kind of talks about the the scope and what those different sections are. Um, But here's an interesting example. So. When you look at, um, let's say, section 15, and you have base metals and articles of base metals, you then move into chapter 16, and then that's you mentioned you have machinery and mechanical appliances. Then section 17 is vehicles, aircraft, and vessels, and associated transportation equipment. So that's interesting because you see, even in those three steps, when you talk about that progression there's that exact progression you're talking about, you know, you have the metal, you make the metal into parts, and then you make the parts into whatever the end product is whether it's a machine or a vehicle. So you can see that. And I and I see that replicated as well. Um, you know, where it's talking about um, you know, for example, vegetable products and then it moves into vegetable fats, then it moves into, you know, the next part like spirits, vinegar, like where it's showing that progression happens. So that's very interesting to see the different things what they can mean and then as they get to those. So that's a great way to categorize this.
1: Mm, yeah, so it allows you to move through the process as you go logically which is hopefully what everybody's using to use these tariffs.
0: So the term classification is one that I've heard use. And I understand that this applies to assigning an HS code to a product. And I will also say in the same conversation, this part, this podcast is part of, um, I say, I don't, we'll call it like a two-part series. In this one, we're going to talk, you know, we're talking about the basics of HS. And then in the next one, we're going to be talking with Nick from our compliance department. And he's going to really walk us through the specifics of classification and how all of that works. So we'll get into some real depth with Nick on the classification because that is his day to day. That's what he does. Um, But I'm wondering if for the sake of this podcast, you might be able to give me an idea of what classification refers to when it comes to HS.
1: So we need a couple of different things to be able to arrive at the final
0: classification. So classification is assigning that tariff code or the HS code to an to an item.
1: Right. It's getting to that point where we have that final piece of information that we can send to customs and let them know what is being imported. Gotcha. So when we're looking for that, we need to have a detailed product description to make sure that we know exactly what we're talking about. Um, we also have to know product knowledge of what we're using that product for in the end. Because when you're looking at certain products, there's lots of different end uses for those. Um, We also have to know what it's made out of. So as an example, if you have a seal, you can have plastic seals, metal seals, corks seals, rubber seals. So that helps us determine where we need to start when we're looking at the different chapters and sections and so on. And then depending on what type of product we're looking at, We may need lengths or width measurements. Um, Sometimes we need to know output measurements if it's certain types of machinery, that kind of thing, to determine what section we're headed into. Great. What are some of the rules regarding HS codes? Um, The WCO has rules that apply to the classification of goods and how we achieve those classifications. They're called the General Interpretive Rules, or the GIRs. The big thing with these is that we need to remember that they have to be followed in order. Oh, okay. So these are laid out into six rules, which are used by the 200 member countries of the WCO. And in Canada, we also have an additional subset of three rules that are specific to Canadian products that we have to follow as well.
0: So would each country kind of have their own specific rules uh, like you mentioned here with Canada?
1: They all have the potential of having them.
0: Oh, Okay. Gotcha. That makes sense. Is there anything else that you can think of that we should know about the HS system before we sign off for today?
1: An understanding of the harmonized system is essential when you're importing and exporting in North America. Um, Misclassification can be considered fraud um, by both CBP and CBSA. So that can result in fines or the increase of importers being audited, shipments being stopped at the border. So you want to make sure that this is a process that you do understand. And one of the great things about working with a customs broker is that they have people that can help you with that. So we specifically have a department that works on that for you. That's great.
0: And I would definitely encourage people to reach out to us at csa group at buckland.com. if you have any questions about this podcast uh, about the HS system in general. We have a compliance department that has a division devoted to the complexities of classification as it 's not always fully straightforward, uh, as organized as it is.
1: Mm-hmm. That's definitely the case uh, when we're dealing with certain types of items that are more difficult than others, for sure.
0: Sarah, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today about the Harmonized system. Thank you for having me. That's the Beyond Borders podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to our guest, Sarah McMillan, for joining us and for sharing your expertise. If you're looking for resources related to international trade, check out buckland.com and click on learning for downloadable resources ranging from Incoterms reference charts, tips for avoiding border delays, things to keep in mind when choosing a broker and more. We even have a presentation about the harmonized system that you can download. Also, be sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter through our website to receive a roundup of the latest trade news delivered right to your inbox. Please feel free to reach out to us through our website's Contact Us page, through Twitter where our handle is at Buckland Tweets, or on our LinkedIn company page. Thank you for listening to the Beyond Borders podcast and be sure to tune in again and subscribe for more great conversations about importing, exporting, and everything else in the world of logistics and international trade.